0: Have you always wanted to become the king of your backyard or compete in the pro circuit, but don't know where to start? Fire up your pit and join me, barbecue fanatic and newbie competitor on the pro circuit as I share tips, tricks, timelines, and techniques. Plus, I'll share some of our sauce and rub recipes all in under 30 minutes, so you can start taking action on your barbecue dreams. I'm excited to have you join us as I adventure unafraid into the world of competitive barbecue. My name is Kurt, and this is Barbecue for Newbies. Welcome into today's show. It is another solo episode with your host, Kurt Mueller. And on today's show, I am going to chat about our first experience at a Kansas City Barbecue Society competition, that's right. Atomic City Smokers traveled about 45 minutes South and we competed in the Boss Hog Cookoff in Waynesboro, Georgia on Saturday, May 14th. Weather was great, a little bit of rain, uh humid. We were fortunate enough to be right next to the Rectech guys, Jody Flanagan and Chef John. And so that was some fun times we had with those guys. Uh, But wanted to chat about our experience in our very first Kansas City Barbecue Society competition. First, let me give you a layout of the competition. There were 42 pro teams that showed up. And I'll say this, the organizers of this event did an absolutely amazing, amazing job We knew weeks in advance where our parking spot was located. When we got there, uh, they had a nice sign made up for us. As we were unloading and getting things ready, uh, we had a couple of golf carts come by with non-alcoholic beverages, soda, water. Uh, We had ice that came by. We even had a snack cart that came by for the teams. They also provided us with breakfast and coffee on Saturday. So the folks at the Boss Hog Cook-Off are absolutely amazing. And like I said, I can't say enough good things about the hospitality. They showed the teams, the organization, and we just felt really, really appreciated to be there. Okay. So let's get into the meat of it and chat about the competition itself. As you know, I'm a big fan of facing adversity, although I don't necessarily want to do it intentionally. However, we faced a lot of adversity in this competition, really like nothing else we'd faced before. So uh, I made the decision to order our competition meat from Meat Hustler, Mr. Andy Lugo. He was referred by another pro competitor and friend of mine, Lee Hickel out of Texas. And uh, unfortunately for me, I ordered that meat just a few days later than I probably should. And so that meat arrived as Andy said it would. He said it would arrive on Friday before the competition and UPS delivered it at 3 p.m., on my front doorstep. And so we actually were already at the competition when it got delivered. My thought was we could get down there set up and I would make the quick 45 minute drive back home to get the meat. And that's exactly what we did. So we didn't actually get back on site with the meat until about 5 p.m. Luckily, we had a, a friend of ours, Chris Charlton down there with us, and he was able to go to the cooks meeting for us. And my brother and I, went and got the meat. So we got back down to the cook site and of course I was stressing out. We were way behind in terms of our timeline, our prep timeline that is. I was pleased though to see how well prepped the meat already was by Andy Lugo's guys. That was a huge, huge help not having to do nearly as much prep work. The Snake River Farms brisket looked amazing. We also had some prairie fresh pork butts and those look equally amazing as well and so it really helped us out from a preparation standpoint and just getting caught up although really we never fully got caught up and so lesson number one I would say is this and that is if you're gonna order from Meat Hustler and Andy Lugo Number one, can't recommend it enough, but if you're going to do it, make sure you order much earlier than we did. And so what I mean by that is give them about a two-week notice so that you get that meat within a couple of days of the competition, not on the day that you're traveling like we were. So that was lesson number one. Lesson number two that we learned really had to do more so with our, our timelines, and, and they got so messed up because our prep timeline was so far behind. The other area that I think really hurt us was that we never practiced, or at least I never practice Cooking the chicken in the muffin pans that we use. So, we used some muffin pans, we cooked thighs, and those thighs were prepped amazingly by Andy and his guys. So, we used those muffin pans, but I'd never used them before. Shame on me, just didn't make time to do it. I'm not going to make excuses. And so, lesson number two if you're going to use a new device, such as a muffin pan for your chicken, make sure you practice on it at home before you take it to a competition. But that's what we had to work with. And so, I ran and with it, another great tip I think is to make sure you use duck fat and spray the inside of that pan down so that the chicken is not sticking to it. But I had never cooked in a muffin pan on the Rectech 700, which is where I cooked the chicken. As a result of that, bottom line, falls on me as the pit master. Uh, we overcooked the chicken, and that was pretty clear in our scoring. You know, we scored 32nd in chicken out of 42 teams, 33rd overall. So Not super thrilled with that, but I'm happy that we got all the meats turned in on time and didn't get disqualified. Learned a lot and made some new friends in the process and saw some old friends. So I I can't complain too much. All in all, it was a fun experience. But as I said, make sure if you're going to use something new, like a muffin pan to cook thighs, make sure you do it at home. The other thing that we did that I'm not used to is I used a brisket caddy. and So all I did was cook just the flat. I did not cook the point. Uh, and so my my goal was just to turn in the flat. And again, it cooks differently sitting inside that caddy. I didn't put it on the smoker soon enough and really just winged it to be totally upfront. I winged it and it wasn't done. It, it was undercooked. It was about 190 degrees when we pulled it off and really just did have a choice. It was either that or take a zero and not turn anything in. And so we ran with it. I thought the appearance of it looked great. You can check out the pictures I put up on Instagram and Facebook. I'll share those again so you guys can check those out. But as I said, I should have used that prior to, I should have done that at home and practice a little bit, but I didn't, again, not making excuses, just didn't happen. And so as a result of that, the chicken, or excuse me, the brisket was undercooked. The chicken was overcooked. And so we had to deal with that. The other interesting component of KCBS that we're not used to is that you have to put some sort of greenery in the box. A lot of a lot of teams use kale. That's what we went with. And, you know, looking at our appearance scores, we are used to getting 10s on appearance in the GBA. That was absolutely not the case uh, with the Boss Hog cookoff. We got a few nines, even some eights on appearance. And so we need to tighten some things up there as well. Uh, my point is this. If you're doing KCBS, make sure that you practice building those kale boxes. We should have done that the night before. We stayed up much later than we normally do. We actually stayed up until about 1, 1 1.30 in the morning. Normally, we're in bed by 10, 10 10.30. But again, we were so far behind on the prep timeline schedule and just getting everything done that we had to do what we had to do. So that's how the brisket and the chicken turned out. Again, we got 30 second in chicken. Uh, We ended up getting 27th in brisket, 29th in ribs and 23rd in pork. So pork was our best category. And I will say this, the Prairie Fresh Prime butts that we were working with had just massive, amazing looking money muscles. And frankly, I didn't have the time to even try to get any of the bacon out of that butt to put it in the box. And so we just ran with eight pieces of money muscle, I thought our pork box was the best box of the day for us and was disappointed that we didn't get a top 10 call on the pork. I felt like if there was any turn in, it was going to be the pork that we were going to get a top 10 call on. But it just didn't happen that way. We got 23rd from a texture, tenderness standpoint. I thought it was there right where it needed to be. Clearly, the judges did not, and so we've got some work to do on that. Ribs, on the other hand, uh, also, you know, I felt like they had had good texture, good tenderness, good taste. Presentation just was a little bit off. We should have, you know, squeezed them together more so there wasn't a gap from a presentation standpoint. Another trick that we learned that I think does really make a difference is if you spray uh, the top of that kale bed, with duck fat, it really shines. It also makes sure that that kale doesn't stick to the meat when the judges take it off. So uh, that's a quick little tip that we did learn there. But again, I thought we had a great pork box. Judges did not. I also thought we had a good rib box. Again, judges did not. And so that's who you're cooking for, you got to remember that you're cooking for the judges and you're not not cooking for yourself. And so I would say just recapping again, you know, make sure that you understand if you're cooking with anything new, like we were cooking with the muffin pans, we were cooking with the brisket caddy, use them a few times before you use them in a competition. Shame on me for not making it happen, just simply didn't make it happen. Also, uh, make sure that if you're cooking a different cut of meat, for example, we only cooked the flat and it was a very, cut down version of the flat for the brisket, you really should practice with that because I didn't have a clue as to how long that was going to take. Clearly I was wrong because it should have gone on the smoker about an hour ahead of time. So those are some of the big things that, you know, I took away from it. You know, learning uh, those timelines, I think is going to take some time for us. And we obviously have a lot more practice to do, but it was great to be in a field with you know, 41 of some of the best pro cook teams in the country out there. And, you know, everybody was super friendly. I was able to meet in several new folks. For the most part, though, I was pretty busy getting things ready uh, for the competition. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to socialize with others. But that's the beauty of these events is the ability to go around, build those relationships, chat with other people, see what they're doing, their methods, their techniques, you're going to get a lot of different opinions. And I think Sometimes, especially when you're a newbie competitor like us, you can get information overload and you can get so many different things, so many different opinions and advice that you almost get to the point where you get this, what I like to call analysis paralysis. And so my point there is, you know, you definitely want to take it all in. You want to listen, take notes, whatever it may be, whatever works for you. But at the end of the day, you just got to cook. You just got to understand your cooker. You got to understand the meat that you're cooking. You got to understand those timelines and you got to go with your gut. That's a big one. Go with your gut. Don't second guess yourself with temperature or time or anything like that. If the color looks right, get it out of the smoker. That's a mistake that I made with the chicken. I knew the chicken was getting a little dark but I was sticking to that timeline. I was sticking to that, you know, I think it was an hour and 10 minutes. And I shouldn't have done that. I should have gone with my gut and pulled it when I felt like the color looked right. And so that's some advice I would give to those newbie teams that are getting into uh, professional competitions. And branch out. You know, Try some GBAs. Try some KCBS. If you're out in the Texas area, of course, you've got IBCA. If you're down in Florida, you've got FBA. But try them out. Figure out what you like, how the contests are run, et cetera. Like I said earlier in the show, the staff at the Boss Hog Cook-Off did an amazing job of, of making sure the teams felt welcome, and we were well, well taken care of. They had some ancillary events, too. They had You know anything strawberry. They had chicken wings. They had um, people's choice pork, which I thought we did really well on. Uh, Unfortunately, we ran out of the pork. And so I think that hurt us, especially later in the day. So bottom line, we had a blast, learned a ton. We will definitely be doing more KCBS events going forward. And lastly, I'll end with this. And this is just a basic because I, I personally love, love cooking brisket. It's my favorite thing to cook. And so I wanted to share just a real basic, you know, brisket injection that I think can work at home, you know, on the pro circuit, backyard division, whatever, but it's really, really simple. So take a can of beef consomme, take a can or rather a 16 ounce bottle of water, and then take a third of a cup scoop of Cosmos reserve blend brisket injection, mix that up and inject that brisket, that should be enough for your flat. Uh, if you want some for the point, definitely recommend that as well. You should probably just double that recipe or maybe one and a half times it, something to that effect. But again, that's a very simple, simple brisket injection recipe. You can get your that Cosmos Reserve Blend uh, injection at Atlanta Barbecue Store, the Campbell's Beef Consomme in any grocery store, and of course, the bottle of water. So I hope that's helpful. If 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 you're listening and you use it, we'd love to hear the feedback. Also too, you guys love this episode. Please share it with some friends. Leave us a review. We want to know how we're doing. And if you have any requests on things that you'd like us to talk about, shoot us an email, shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. And thanks as always for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Barbecue for Newbies. Make sure you share this episode with a buddy who's looking to get into barbecue. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Talk to you next time.